views expressed on the Health on a Wind podcast is not a substitute for the medical advice of your licensed physician, nurse practitioner, or any other health professional whose care you are under. Consult with your healthcare professional about any matters relating to your health and health needs, and before beginning any new health program or implementing any health information discussed on this podcast or on whatismyhealth.com. Earlier on when we were talking about people feeling more comfortable doing it on social media and, and being open and, mm-hmm. and things like that, like, I'm not going to lie, it's still intimidating to me to put a lot of this stuff out there, but I've come to realize that, you know, retreating did nothing for me. It just made me more insecure. And as hard as it might be to, you know, take the deep breath, say, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and then post a message or post a video or whatever it is, or write, you know, write an article about it, letting yourself be vulnerable about it publicly. I feel like that's the way to go. I mean, it's yeah. it's hard because I know that there's always going to be people who are going to criticize and ridicule you and shame you for what you put out there. But um, I don't know. Like I, I try every time I post something to think like, okay, this is a really personal, deeply rooted issue for me, but I know that I've learned something from it. And if I can help somebody else learn, learn something from it, then that's more valuable than somebody saying something negative or making fun of it you know like mm-hmm. and that's the risk you're going to take i guess putting that stuff out there but i think i i would love to see more people like i, I would love for this collection to grow and, and have more than just five of us writing about it like oh my god yeah i think absolutely right like because there's so many because it's such an individualized thing like you can generalize it in terms of you know body type this this and that but there's so many factors that go into it and it's such an individualized thing. I think it, it, it's a great, it would be a great thing to like add as many perspectives to this as, as we can. Absolutely. And I think even, you know, just briefly, but um, even on that, you know, Facebook group that we have and, and somebody posted about, you know, something about their body image, but in a totally different way, right? Yeah. Like something that I never even thought about. And it, it made me think like, once you start talking about this, you realize like there's so many ways to look at this. We're not just talking about how much weight you have on or not. It's really about all kinds of things in relation to your body and how that impacts us and how we're stigmatized because of that. And so I think it opens up this whole world of how do we look at our bodies, our body image, you know, how we compare ourselves to other people. And there's so many perspectives we don't think about. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's an aspect of body image that we absolutely do have control over, but I remember what you're talking about and somebody Mm -hmm. did bring up the fact that like, there's some things that, you know, whether it's a skin condition or, you know, something genetic or something like a, something along those lines, a medical condition, like there are some things that just people don't have control over and it's not their fault that that's how they look or that's how their bodies yeah. present themselves. And that's important too. Like it's not just about mm-hmm. weight. It's that there is so much more to it. Yep. And I think getting more like, I mean, this has been what a couple months now with, yeah. with, with our, with our, the work we've been doing and we've already started to kind of expand our perspectives on it. And I think that's why it's so important to have the conversation is because, you know, if, in my mind, I would have talked a lot about weight and mm-hmm. a lot about exercise and my relationship with food and fitness. Yeah. But it's so much, it's so much, it goes so much further than that. So. And that's why I think it's so important because I think it's a very common 
experience, shared mm. experience. And so people are experiencing it and feeling it. And I think the more that we talk about it, the more we're going to see that. Yeah. Like I, I for sure want people to know that as isolating as it can feel, I know, like I know firsthand how isolating it can feel. Cause I, like I said, I retreated for years mm-hmm. and I felt so alone about it. And I think as isolating as it can feel, that's all the more reason why it's important to talk about it because there's so many people who feel just like that or so yeah. similar and that you're not, you're really not alone at all in what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I remembered one of the things that I was going to ask you um, because I think this is an interesting aspect or perspective that you bring to the table as a social worker mm-hmm. um, who is also, you know, going through your own personal body image issues does that um, do you find that to be disorienting at all? Like as somebody who's helping other people with similar types of things to also be dealing with your own, like does that influence? Like what what kind of effect does that have on you? Yeah, I mean, I think it is a balance for sure. I think just as a social worker and therapist in general, I think in my own training, it's always something that's been talked about in terms of you know, how much do you self-disclose versus not? Um, And I think it's really about why you're disclosing, right? So if you're sharing something about yourself, is it because, you know, I try and stand by the fact that I'm sharing it because I feel like it will be helpful and useful to the person, not just kind of for my own (laughs) benefit. Yeah. Um, But I've always also been somebody that, is very open in terms of, hey, I get it. You know, I am not, just because I'm in this position doesn't mean I am not human and don't go through the same things. And so I feel like that's always a really important piece of of how I am and how I work. And so I certainly don't overshare, but I definitely am open to saying like, hey, you know, as a professional, this is what I'm doing. and this is what I can offer, but hey, also I'm a human being and this is my experience with it. Right. So definitely with that, I try and do a little bit of both because I think, you know, it is therapeutic for me, but it's also a way to kind of, I don't know, have people not feel so isolated about it. And I think people are much more open mm-hmm. when they feel like, you know, they're not talking to somebody who is kind of not getting it, you know? Yeah. No, I totally understand. I remember thinking uh, when I first came out of college with a phys ed degree, and I there were certainly, you know, like I was never a varsity athlete uh, growing up. Like I was, because I struggled with my weight, I was never athletic enough to have made a varsity sports team. I played sports recreationally, but I wasn't, you know, your well-conditioned varsity athlete. And mm-hmm. coming out of school with a phys ed degree, I, I started to wonder, like, as a phys ed teacher, how is it going to look if I'm trying to teach these kids how to, you know, throw a frisbee, which is something that I, I can throw a frisbee, but I'm not that great at throwing a frisbee. Like, mm-hmm. do I look, you know, does that um, hurt my credibility at all as mm-hmm. a phys ed teacher who can't perform exactly the things that I'm trying to teach? Um, and then I started to think about it in terms of like, OK, I'm not going to be perfect at everything. I'm like you said, I'm a human being. Um And if you think about it in terms of like even a hairdresser, right, a hairstylist has to go get their hair styled by somebody else. That's not something 
that you can do for yourself. A surgeon can't perform surgery on themselves. Like, even if you are a quote-unquote expert in your field, that doesn't mean that you can't need help right. doing exactly what the service you're delivering to other people. Absolutely. And I think, too, you know... <sighs> Our instinct as human beings is to gravitate towards people who have been through the same things because they can understand, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there is not value and you can't gain something also from, from interacting with somebody who hasn't had the same experience. Right. So, you know, as a therapist, yeah, there's certain things that I can, I can help people with that I have been through, but then there's things that. I haven't been through personally, so I can't necessarily understand that exact experience, but I don't think that that means that I can't help them and be empathetic and supportive. And so I'm also very open about that in terms of saying like, hey, you know what? I haven't been through that experience, so I don't really understand it, Mm -hmm. but you you can help me understand it. And so that's a big piece of it too, is not trying not to pretend like, I can understand everything because that's not possible and really allowing people to be the experts on their experience. Cause even if I have had a similar experience, it's still going to be different exactly. than someone else's experience. I think that's valuable too, because like, especially doing what we're doing, I've thought about this idea that as somebody who's running a health website, like I imagine that some people are going to expect me to be an expert on health where, you know, if I'm being honest with you, I, I by no means am I an expert like I don't know everything I know my experiences and so I'm not going to go promote myself as an expert I can tell you right. I feel like more than anything else I'm a <coughs> I'm a storyteller I can I can share all my personal experiences mm-hmm. like that um and I consider myself to be a thinker but like as far as an expert goes, there's no way that I can fully understand what so many other people are going through just because mm-hmm. I don't have any frame of reference for it. But just as, you know, it's helpful to be able to relate, it also, there's the other side of it is getting the outsider's perspective. And I think you do have to strike that balance. But Yeah. And so I think I won't go off on a tangent on no. this, but <laughs> this is my own personal thing. But I think in the, in the bigger picture, uh, I definitely believe that a lot of the things that we struggle with in this world could be better if we were open to hearing other people's opinions, you know, like we don't have to agree, but that doesn't mean that we don't all have valid experiences. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think, especially on social media you have so many opinions strong opinions and so much debate on like these hot button topics and i feel like sometimes i worry that people aren't open to having the conversation people want the debate and people want to be right about Mm -hmm. their perspective and their arguments and about a particular topic but i think nowhere (laughs) yeah no i feel like it would be a lot more productive to sit down and say look i know right off the bat we're gonna disagree on some stuff like that's that's what it is and you know what that's fine maybe i'll learn something and i I, even at the end if you make the best most compelling arguments i may still not agree with you but i want to at least try to understand where you're coming from and say okay i am not going to live my life that way or i'm not you know that doesn't resonate with me as deeply but i get that there's value in it i think that's important to 
for us to do too, just as a society is to not worry so much about, you know, having the last word and being right, but understanding that we are as much as we have similarities, we do have differences and there's nothing that's just what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But you know, not having it be such a hateful thing that it can be sometimes mm-hmm. is, is huge because yeah. there's so much of that out there. I, I feel like we got to find ways to move past that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if we could all respect each other, yeah. <laughs> which, more, which is such a, such a straightforward, basic thing, right? You would think, yeah, it's, yep. it's, a, it's sad that it's so hard to, to really realize that and achieve that for some people, mm-hmm. but you have to hold out hope that we're making progress towards it in some ways, right? Yeah, I think, and I think we are, I think, you know, like anything, it takes time, yeah. you know, with this issue and with bigger, other bigger issues, like, you know, it's hard to change the whole world overnight, but <laughs> you know, any little steps are yeah. going to be steps in the right direction. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. I feel like we got a lot of good stuff here. I know. <laughs> like, I know. I'm thinking about... I'm like, I could talk about this all day long. <laughs> we really did hit on a lot of stuff, though. There is one more thing, if you have a yes. few... Okay. I know we talked about body image, but more broad scope, health in general. What does health mean to you? Hmm. Um, health to me really means finding out what makes me feel good in yeah. my mind, body, and soul, um, and making that a part of my everyday routine. Okay. Question, because I feel like this is a harder thing to define. You mentioned soul, and you're not the first person to mention this, mm-hmm. so I like that you brought it up. What is your concept of, I feel like that's, of all the things, because it's not a physical thing, it's hard for people to grasp that. What does that mean to you when you say that? So, I think for me, it's really about a level of inner peace. Um, I'm not a religious person, but I have always definitely been a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. And more specifically, um, I have become uh, very much more focused on mindfulness work. Um, so that's something I definitely include a lot in the work that I do with people. Um, again, because of my own experience, I feel like it's super beneficial. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's a lot of of where I get that from is a lot of mindfulness work, a lot of being in the moment and trying to kind of enjoy what's going on in the here and now. Do you have any kind of... I know it's not the type of thing that you can just say, oh, here's three tips. Go be mindful. But mm. like, if you, if, if somebody wanted to start being mindful, yeah. how would you kind of, what, how would you direct them? Like, what things would you kind of direct them to do to, to begin the process of being mindful? Um, hopefully, actually, I will write on this for the blog yeah. because I, the big piece of it, but, um, I definitely think, uh, you know, meditation is a big thing. I think a lot of people are scared of meditation mm. just because, believe it or not, there's not a lot of understanding of what it actually is. So it's very different than what people think it is. And so I think even starting with, I always say, even if it's five minutes a day or five minutes a couple days a week um, with a guided meditation makes a huge, huge difference when you start doing it regularly. Um, so that's a big piece. And then also I think just being mindful in your day to day, one great way is to talk about this a lot is using your senses is a great way to be mindful. So anything that you can engage in where you're using as many of your sen- uh, senses as possible is a great way to be mindful. So 
even if you're going on a walk and you're just kind of really honing in on what's going on around you, what you're smelling, what you're seeing, that kind of thing, it's also a really great way to, to work on mindfulness. I know that meditation, like you said, it, it's it can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. I myself fall into that category where like I, I know I know there are a ton of benefits to meditating. Um, and I've tried it a couple times, but every time I do it, I feel like I'm so inside my own head that yes. I'm worried about like, okay, is my posture what it's supposed to be? And am I breathing mm-hmm. the right way? And then I get so wrapped up in that. I almost find myself making myself more anxious, at least initially. Um, so I think, you know, any exposure you can get to it, especially if people are new and struggling with kind of the things that you're saying you struggle with, I think even just going to like, if there's a community meditation class or something like that, I think is a great way to really get exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is the misconception that people have, right? They think I'm supposed to sit there in complete silence, not thinking anything, right? which is totally not the point because our brains don't work that way. Like yeah. it's impossible to <laughs> not think. Yeah. So it's really just about like, being able to acknowledge the thoughts that are coming in and not holding on to them with any kind of distress or anything like that. Mm. And just saying, having this thought, I'm going to let it just go by until later, you know, and, and that's really what it's about. And so it's kind of more of a focused attention. Okay. Um, so it, I, I would definitely encourage people to kind of, if there's a class nearby or, you know, somebody, um, to kind of, really look into that and actually that is something that is sort of in the works um with somebody in my area um we're hoping to do like a a little brief workshop that's sort of a body image slash meditation combo um so i'm actually really excited about that because i think they go together really well um and so i'm hoping to actually get that going soon so yeah, that, no, that would be really keep me posted on that because i'd, I'd yeah. love to either whether it's attended or if i can be part of it like if i can help yeah, in yeah, any way absolutely. like that's mm-hmm. uh i think it's i think it's good to merge different things like that that are connected because yeah. there is a lot of connection between these things mm-hmm. absolutely um and i like that you brought up the guided meditation by the way because the ones that i've done that i have been successful with have all all been guided meditations anytime i try to sit there on my own Right. It doesn't go well, but like if I'm yeah, listening to... Yeah, you can't to... jump in like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you got to start like really small. Um, and actually on my website, I did have a link. This is like brand new, so I was working out the kinks. But I have a I had a link um, where people can actually sign up. And it's just like a mailing list thing, but it automatically will send this little resource guide that I compiled. And it has some really great apps in particular that I use for guided meditation, um, as well as some of the like body image podcasts and stuff like that. Nice. So I had all these great resources and I wanted to get them to people. So this was a really great way to do that. So that's something that people can get to. I think a lot of people who uh, hesitate to do meditation don't know where to go to start. So to have Absolutely. a resource like that would be great. And listen, even in my personal life, I'm like a sucker for freebies. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think the more stuff that I have, the, the more I want to get it out to people. Cause I think you can't do what you don't know what you're doing. Ex- right? Yes. Oh, wow. I love that. You just said that. Cause that is yes. so much <laughs> at the root of what I'm trying to do is like, yeah, absolutely. You can't do something if you don't, you know, have the knowledge and information. Exactly. To begin with, so. or even, even the thought to do it. Like it has to start with the thought to do something. 
Yeah. So, In Our Own Skin debuted this month, and it's a weekly installment on whatismyhealth.com, which is awesome. Um, as far as social media stuff, I know you're doing, uh, you know, we're talking about being open and promoting this. I know you're mm -hmm. doing a lot of stuff on your Instagram, right? Yes. I've seen yep. these. So, what... Um, Remind me again what your Instagram handle and what, like, you want to talk about a little bit of the stuff you're doing through Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, so my Instagram is Samantha underscore Nilsson underscore LCSW. Um, and so a lot of that is really just doing exactly what we're trying to do here and really opening up the conversation. So mm -hmm. I try and share a lot of stuff from other people doing this work. Um, I share kind of my own stuff as it comes up um, and really just trying to get people engaged and talking about it. Um, I'm definitely big on trying to give people really useful tools. So I try and do a lot of that too. Like, Hey, you know, I've tried this, this has worked for this, um, some things that you can try. Uh, so it's kind of a, a combination of all those things. Um, mm -hmm. But really just trying to get people seeing this stuff and talking about it and, and, you know, exposing themselves to maybe things they wouldn't be thinking about otherwise. Sure. Now, can you, okay, I have, my Instagram handle is, it needs to be spelled, and I feel like yours with the underscores, underscores always throw people off, I find. I know. <laughs> um, your last name is Nilsson, and it's spelled N-I-L-S-S-O-N? Yes. All right, so can you just give us give us your, your Instagram handle one more time so people can find it? All right, you. and I will spell it. So it's sure. Samantha underscore Nilsson, N-I-L-S-S-O-N underscore L-C-S-W. Okay. Um, are you on Twitter at all or not just? Uh, I'm not on Twitter. Twitter, I don't know. I can't do Twitter. But oh. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, um, Facebook. I have a Facebook page that's the same thing, minus the underscores. Um, so you can find me on both of those. So on Facebook, the Facebook page, Samantha Nilsson LCSW. Yep. And okay. then my website is just Samantha Nilsson LCSW.com. It's mostly, you know, it's for my private practice. So people yeah. can find out a little bit more about what I do there and, and what I have to offer there. So they can find that on the website. Okay, cool. Now, are you, is this something that you only do in person in Connecticut? Like, if people from across the country want to contact you, is that something you... Um, they can, actually. Awesome. I, the one person I'm working with right now is actually in California. Oh, so awesome. So I am able to do virtual also. So, yeah, it's definitely an option. Awesome. That's that's great. Mm -hmm. um, and you can find me personally, Mike OCD underscore WIMH, possibly one of the worst social media handles <laughs> I could have ever come up with but I was like oh That's I'm writing right. about OCD and what yeah. is my <laughs> um, but yeah Mike OCD underscore WIMH on Instagram I am on Twitter I don't do a ton on Twitter but mm -hmm. um, I am there Mike OCD underscore WIMH I gotta change that if I can't even <laughs> if I can't even say it I have to change yeah. it. Uh, and then you have the what is my health stuff Facebook.com slash what is my health. The what is my health community is Facebook.com slash groups slash what is my health and at what is my health on Instagram, Twitter, the whole deal. So mm -hmm. I, I'm really glad we got to do this. So this was Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um so yeah, in our own skin is up now on what is my health.com and uh 
don't you know don't only i mean obviously check it out read it but um definitely encourage you to check out the social media pages the facebook stuff you know uh, the stuff that samantha's doing on instagram um there's also it's a small area on the website but any any article that you relate to and want to leave a comment i encourage anybody to do that too i think uh anywhere we can get that kind of conversation going whether it's on the posts themselves or in the social media groups uh is only going to help build and grow what we're doing here so absolutely and i would love to you know if people have certain questions about body image i would love to get that going too if people want certain yes. things heard um mm-hmm. <clears throat> definitely yeah we yeah. talked about a q a that we're going to be we have in the works we'll try mm-hmm. to figure out logistically how to make that work so yep. that really works with everybody who's listening and reading uh getting involved and being part of it so mm-hmm. definitely Absolutely. encourage that all right well enjoy the rest of your day yeah thank and, you uh, you too yeah i'll talk to you soon all right bye